0: Hello everybody (laughs) and welcome to another exciting episode of Wednesday Night Live and I want to begin first of all by thanking all of you who uh, are tuning in and those of you who were in prayer for the team of saints that was ministering over in France over the past uh, week. I want to thank Pastor Fabian for speaking in my absence and um, we were laughing when we connected with you you probably wonder what it was and uh, I uh, I determined that for the last few days of uh, the trip that I wasn't going to shave and so lo and behold my beard suddenly emerged as white as snow <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I had dinner with Pastor Fabian and the twins last night and when Girl saw me, Megan told me that I look like a bandit. And I said, What do you mean I look like a bandit? She said, You look like those guys that wear a white mask over their face when they're going to rob, like cowboys. <laughs> I said, Oh, that's very interesting. And then she said, You look like a real man. <laughs> I don't know what I've looked like before. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, <clears throat> out of the mouth of babes, I don't know if that preceded wisdom or not, but uh, anyway. But the, the pictures that I saw, I kind of look like the proverbial pale face because, um, you know, you the, the, from that last Sunday, uh, some, some of the snaps that were posted, I don't know if they're up online that way, but I kind of look like, I shouldn't have said anything, and people thought, oh, it's the glory his face we could have gone a lot of mileage off of that one but it is uh, it's very good to be uh, home and we're very happy to uh, uh, to bring back a testimony of of great victories Um, we were at a gathering in Versailles just as outside of Paris uh, at a uh, retreat center called the Hermitage, or as they would pronounce it, what, what, are the, what would they call it? Hermitage? Hermitage? Sounds too much like massage to me, so, Hermitage. But um, we had a gathering of people from many different nations who came, and uh, this was the second year we've done something like this in the regard of... of Uh, calling it a a prophetic conference. Now, prophetic conference over there is different from what we've done here Uh, because when we started doing prophetic training here, it was to convince the church that they could actually hear from God and could prophesy, and that took a lot of doing. But uh, over there, (coughs) the people, when we first got there, we recognized how gifted they were Um, spiritually and how they were already believing in prophecy and they were already gaining insights. And we recognized that it was uh, a different task to show them exactly what it is they were doing and to explain how it's used. So um, last year was kind of an entry point, but this year there was a transition to where it was... um, basically an emphasis on being a prophet in the place that god has called you and fulfilling the role of the friend of the bridegroom and um, there were 11 well there were scheduled 11 sessions over the course of just a couple of days it was one day shorter than last year's gathering but through it all we had uh, tremendous times of teaching and ministry and there was a great uh, there was a great measure of hunger for the Word of God and for what it is that the the Lord had laid on us to share from it. We were very grateful that we had uh, pastors that were there. In fact, one pastor from Belgium came with a a number of people from his church, and we were very blessed by what God is doing there in that church. But uh, equally so, we were blessed that those dear folks came, and were part of this uh, part of this gathering, and so um, we we give thanks for uh, what I think is a successful mission, and that is always that we did what God put it on our hearts to to faithfully minister for Him, um, and you know you know some people enter into ministry times and they they're interested in getting some kind of a response or they gauge whether um, whether God was there by the manifestations or the actions of those that are receiving the laying on of hands or or whatever and for me even though I value divine manifestations and I value those kinds of impartations I recognize that after you've imparted that way to people um once twice there 's a point where you've gotta you 've got to judge whether they 're actually going to do something with what they 're receiving as opposed to how 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 quickly they respond to the the anointing that 's on you and um you know you you the the best way to gauge whether <clears throat> you are accomplishing what God sent you to do is to make sure you're doing what he said to do regardless of what people do in response. And the second way would be that um, there are those who actually receive what it is you've been sent to give and to teach and they become disciples. They do it and they, and they want to fulfill that. And I would say that this journey uh, entailed both of those that the team that consisted of Monica Terrell from here, Denise Anderson from the dwelling house in Tampa, and myself, including um, a great number of saints who <clears throat> who have been walking together with us as a family for many many years uh, we we are just so grateful for the growth and development of of all the people. Um, there in France, Sylvie Benichon taught a very powerful session. Luke was uh, the orchestrator, the the mediator of of the gathering, and we're so very thankful for them. Uh, we had um, um, a wonderful young couple, um, Matthias and Laurence, and they were supervising the sound. Um, Francine was responsible for um, Opening up the building every day and making sure everything was set up and clean, and closing up, that was a real, that was a real blessing. Uh, we're so thankful for her, and she said that she's looking forward to being here in March. So that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice gift to all of us. Um, and you know, there there were just so many others who did various things. We had translators. We had Alan who translated. Luke translated, Francine translated, and uh, Olivia Zephus, our Saints, uh, mighty saint warrior there in Switzerland, translated. And um, so that was a blessing too. I remember when we first started going to Europe, we didn't have any translators. We had people that we'd never met before who would sometimes correct us as we were teaching because they hadn't heard the message before, you know. You'd, you'd be teaching something, and they'd say, "No, that's not right," you know, and you'd have to argue with them, or you'd wonder, "What are they? What are they actually saying?" And it's nice to have had four translators, who are all moving in the message, and um, to me, that that was just a, a tremendous, tremendous blessing, and every one of them did uh, did a great, great job. So, um, we're very grateful for the privilege of seeing God move in um, in this location. There were uh, people from uh, many different nations there, including uh, a young lady from Peru whose, mother, whose aunt works at the UN um, in Geneva. Um, I thought that would be a blessing to the Garcia boys who are believing that we're going to bust out from brazil into all those spanish-speaking countries including peru so um if you guys are listening um that that should encourage nikon and carla because they gave me a uh, kind of a prayer blankie from peru it's got a llama and all these really soft too uh, i i lay on it at home uh, when i'm praying but we're believing God for the continuing raising up of the army in South America, but it was nice to have that young lady who's a nurse there with us. So there's a lot of other things that are are really tremendous testimonies, um, and before I go um, careening down through them, I want to ask Monica if she'd be willing to come up and share as much as she wants to share. If you just take it all the 815, I will rejoice. <laughs> Amen.
1: Thank you. You know, I was thinking about um, the translation business, and, and I was remembering early on when we began going into France and how they literally hired translators to come and translate us. And, and so I think back how many years ago that was, and then I think about our last trip to Brazil who they hired somebody to come and translate for us. And he came in to meet Pastor Ron and to meet the team before we began. And he he you I mean, he he was a Christian, but he had he knew nothing about us. He knew nothing about this message. But he opened his heart almost immediately when he met Pastor Ron and I was wit I just witnessed it. And um literally Almost immediately when he began to translate, the Lord just began to move on him. And by the time we had labored with him for about 10 days, he was completely transformed, a full-blood saint, <laughs> and now translating books for us and really just, you know, incredibly hungry for this message. So look how far we've come. And I, it's not even us. Look what God is doing. And I just think that's amazing. That very first night in Brazil, when he came up to meet us, and we prayed for him, I remember us praying that that the Lord would just slay him, that the Spirit would just slay him, and he did. <laughs> Sometimes in in not the most appropriate moments, because when you have a translator, it's kind of hard when he's on this, he's on the ground. But nonetheless, <laughs> so I give thanks to the Lord, and I I, I totally concur with what he said. Our translators are just incredible because they, they love this message as much as we do, and and um, it sure does make a difference. So, you know, I always think I should just make some bullet points of what I should speak about so that I don't just ramble on the whole entire time. But, I, you know, I just want to begin by saying that, um, to say thank you for praying. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I I just can't even express how deeply I appreciate. I know that we appreciate your intercession. This probably has been one of the most contested journeys or seminars that we have done, at least for me personally, and I know um, in a lot of ways for our team, but the Lord has been victorious throughout. I mean, for weeks before the enemy began to, to really press and and you know the 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 wonderful thing about it is that the enemy can bring opposition but it was it was really like we were standing in the midst of a prophetic activation the whole entire time on behalf of the message that god had sent us to deliver and that was that that you stand and you function you parrets and you parats you stand and you function in the place where God has planted you, where he has called you to stand through the desolation, through the barrenness, through the twistedness, through whatever it is that he's calling you to overcome, to bring light into the darkness, you stand. And um, and you be his word in the wilderness. You be his prophetic word. And it was like we were living it. I mean, I was feeling it in my gut. I was feeling the. The unresolve and the unrest and and it wasn't you know I, I wasn't sick or anything like that I could just feel it in my spirit and so I, I'm really thankful for that because you know this message we can teach that we can study this message we can learn this message but living this message is really where the power and the authority comes and so God is just so good to train us and to develop us so that we can go in and speak with the authority for which he's given to us to speak. And it makes a huge difference. It really does make a huge difference. So thank you for praying. Thank you to all the saints who have prayed. Um, And then secondly, I do want to honor Luke and Sylvie Beneshawn and just say, I don't know if they're listening or if they'll be listening tomorrow, but just really just extend um, a thank you to them for their stance. They have stood faithfully for so many years. Um, on behalf of this message of the saints they are our brothers and sisters and they just move flawlessly in in their resolve for what God is bringing to their nation and and I'm just so thankful for them. I'm thankful for the whole team. I mean our team was just beautiful and and just moved so um, powerfully together. So we, we, we did this seminar in two and a half days, and, and like Pastor said, we shaved off a day out of necessity, and I don't even know what that was. But so our sessions were a little bit shorter, and then we still had prophetic activations that really would accompany every session. And so there was not a whole lot of breathing room. We literally started at 8.30 with intercession, and we went into the evening um, session, teaching, activation, maybe a five, 10-minute break session you know teaching activation teaching activation teaching activation we did of course break for lunch but even the second day we shaved off about an hour of that because we had so much to deliver and they were so hungry for the meat i mean they, they could not have been taking notes fast enough and to be releasing that kind of spiritual meat just just downloading it into them you could just see their spirits just receiving it and um so many people came up to me after and said, thank you so much for this message because uh, most of what we taught, we taught out of the Friend of the Bridegroom book. And, and, and so many people recognize the place where they're standing is, is like the wilderness. You know, there's, there's iniquity and it's twisted and there's darkness and it's desolate. And so often they don't know what the remedy is. They just know that they're supposed to stand and so we really did honor the Lord and in obedience to to speak prophetically into what that remedy is. And and we've read the book, we've studied it, so there's no point in teaching it. But um, just for them to 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 acknowledge their identity as a son and, and to acknowledge the fact that they know that they know that they know that God has placed them there for a purpose. And then to to bring enlightenment to what that purpose is. And that is to be in that desolate place, to be in that barren place and be and be that word that brings fulfillment. Because the wilderness is generally, you know, a place where the word is unfulfilled. And and so, um I, I think it really Spoke into not only their identity but into their function and they they went back encouraged and equipped and empowered to stand and um, And so I just thank the Lord for that. I'm just he's so good and he's so good when you inquire To give you directive and that's what he did. We we didn't know the first seminar that we had in um, last October and November was like pastor said it was more personal prophecy because every time we would go into france every single time they wanted prophetic words they wanted prophetic words prophesy to me prophesy to me and eventually you got to get them to the place where they recognize they can hear from the lord themselves and so that was the really the purpose of that and it was very powerful but this was more their positioning and their calling to speak into the nations And the Lord was very faithful and and brought that message. And I'm just thankful to be a part of it. I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. Um, You know, we had Luxembourg. We had Switzerland. We had Belgium. We had France, represented as the superpowers there in Europe. And then, like Pastor said, there was a young woman there from Peru who lives in Switzerland. So we count her. God's put her in Switzerland. That's where she's laboring. But we prayed over South America. We had... Um, the European people stand with us in agreement with what God is opening up in South America Um, we I I don't know if you all remember Sabelle's mother we call her mama her name is Marie Therese and she's been here right yeah she's been here I thought so Um, the Lord has put upon her heart to move to Italy so she is looking for land in Italy, and she feels like that's where God wants her to go and stand. So we're going to have a representative in Italy. She feels very much called to teach and to equip um, the saints there. And so that's a great blessing. That's a point of expansion. And, you you know, God just never does it the way we expect him to, right? But we prayed over that. We prayed for her. But, um, you know, it's just so encouraging because... I see what God is doing in France, and, and after all the years that we've labored there, you know, the God began this work in France. Um, the ones that were there, man, I mean, they are righteousness on our right and left. They are mature ones, and they, they're the remnant, but they are powerful because they have studied to show themselves approved. They have been faithful in intercession and and i just bless them because it is an honor to stand alongside them and to be able to partner with them on behalf of what god's doing in the land of france it is one of the greatest blessings of my life and so i bless them and i'm very thankful for them and then in belgium um, you know we've labored in belgium for many many years as well but this time i saw mature leaders and saints who have embraced this message who are standing in belgium and over all the years that we've done things there in Belgium, to see the move of the saints, to really see the move of the saints, that's what God's doing, and that that just was a real encouragement. And then Switzerland, you know, we've we've been laboring there for many many years, and not really knowing how God is gonna to to really move there. Um, and He He raises up Olivia Zefus, who is so faithful. She is a a powerful intercessor. She's small, but she is like dynamite, and so committed. In fact, this week she, um, she's going to do prophetic activations to go speak into. She's God's given her some different locations. So she's going to go by herself, and she gave me the details and said, "Would you please pray with me on that day?" Because she's there. You know, she's going to do it alone with the Lord, and I love that because she's confident and she knows this is what God has called her to do. And if she stands alone, she stands alone, but she's not alone, amen. Thank you, Fabian. And, and so just be praying for her because um, she she's really has a powerful calling there. But then the young people, I mean, the Lord is raising up an army of young people all over the world, but we see pockets of it. And one of those pockets is in Switzerland and um pastor mentioned this young woman from Peru. She messaged me today and asked me the dates of the seminars in Dallas in 2020. So she's planning to come to Dallas. You'll get to meet her. Um, and then she came with a young man. This is an interesting, you remember Roman? Remember Roman? Okay. He called me on Tuesday, the day we left in the morning and said that he had met a young man the day before And this man, this young man, um, is very, very hungry for the Lord. And he said, Monica, I spent 10, 15 minutes with him. But he was so hungry. And I began to tell him about what God was doing in Dallas, what God is doing through the Saints Network, how it has transformed my life, my prayer life. He told him about coming to Dallas and how you all just really just poured into him. And, and, And he said to me, he wants to come to dallas and he wants to come on friday <laughs> okay so i i voice messaged him back and i said roman that's amazing that's wonderful but we're going to be in france on friday so he could come to dallas but you know apostle ron won't be here i won't be here you guys would be here but um, but france is a little closer <laughs> right <laughs> so he messaged me back and said oh my gosh that's wonderful and i remember last prophetic conference in november October whatever month um, Louisa remember Louisa came she was our young our, our one representative from that generation she came just at you know that that like two days before I want to come to the prophetic seminar so by the grace of the Lord and the help of some of the Saints um, we got her there and she she walked away with the you know with, with the message in her heart anyway so he came his name is Cyril and um, I'm probably not saying that right but <laughs> um he came and the lord just just downloaded into him he's 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 a young christian he has only known the lord for one year but guys he told me his testimony and um if he does come to dallas which i think he will probably in 2020 I hope he has a, an opportunity to give his testimony because the Lord, if you ever wonder about the goodness of God, he was a young man, he's 18, and he was diagnosed with a disease, but he didn't know what it was in his ear, in his right ear, and whenever he would speak, his voice would be amplified in his, in, inside of his head, like really loud, and he didn't know what was happening, he thought he was going crazy, because you can imagine. And so he goes to the doctor. They did two operations on him, and neither one of them were successful. So he, And he doesn't know the Lord. Well, he's like in his lowest point, and the Lord spoke to him. He didn't know what it was, but the Spirit spoke to him and spoke into him and said, I want you to live. I've called you. I want you to live. And so he sought the Lord out. I mean, he, he, if you've never been exposed to the Lord, never been taught about Jesus, all he could think was, this has to be God. This has to be God. This has to be Jesus. And he began to seek out, and that is how he came to the Lord. And I just think that is so amazing. If we ever question the goodness of God and the calling upon somebody's life, the Lord knows where you are, and he, he will speak. He's just looking for that opening in the heart and so just pray for him he's he's um seeking freedom and just a deeper relationship with the lord and and so i know the lord's going to pour into him and we don't know you know i just think about what god's doing i mean it's just such an encouragement in the land in switzerland and um so we don't know how god's going to move we don't know how all this is going to manifest but we know it's going to be amen because the lord has spoken it and so, um, and then Luxembourg, of course, there's a there's a mighty representation in that small, small nation. And um, so we prayed over them and know that God is, is really moving. So if you haven't had a chance to look at some of the photographs on Facebook, on the Saints Network Facebook page, go and look because just look at some of the facial expressions <laughs> because it was so intense. I mean, I, I just can't even tell you how intense it was. I mean, we didn't... It, it, it was so incredibly intense and and heavy spiritually but if you look at the faces and you can see the joy it just it will just enli- it will just it it'll delight your heart because that's the lord in the midst of his absolute download his joy his joy was there and we had fun and um we had i mean just completely spontaneously we were talking about the word in the wilderness and um there was a scripture in my outline that talked about how the voice of the Lord or the voice of the Lord chews in the wilderness, and it shakes the wilderness. And so I had an activation plan where we were going to prophesy somehow into something, and the Lord said, no, I want you to dance. And so we moved all the chairs, and we had about 30 minutes of just crazy dancing. <laughs> and we chewed in the wilderness, Right and we shook the wilderness and so it was just I mean it was great it was prophetic I mean if it's a prophetic seminar you better go in there with with the mindset and a heart and a spirit to be prophetic right and so we let the spirit move but we also stayed very true to the revelation that God had called us to bring I want to thank Denise she was a powerhouse as always she is a woman of authority and it is an honor to serve with her and to stand beside her and to to labor with her Um, Sylvie she she has, I, I mean, I just, it, it just delights and thrills my heart to see her stand before her contemporaries and minister with power and authority. And so we gave her a topic, and she studied it. She was teaching on sackcloth. She came to us before we even started and said, thank you so much for giving me this topic because I never understood it, and now I'm living it. And, and she spoke that through a heart that has lived it and who is, can continuing to live it. And it's, you know, when she lets go, she is so powerfully, prof- she's so prophetically powerful. And then of course, Luke, he's just like a pillar. And um, <laughs> so we're very thankful for that. And then of course, Apostle Ron, I wanna thank him for just give, personally giving me the opportunity to, to be a servant and to, to be a voice into those nations and for his leadership and and to see him honored as in his role in his position by these by the saints all over the world is is really such a great privilege and so thank you pastor slash apostle ronald crawford <laughs> so thank you for praying and um um let's just continue to pray because we don't know if we're going to do this next year we just we're we are asking the lord for wisdom for next year because There's so many different opportunities and possibilities for all of us in the nations, and we just want to make sure that we utilize um, the resources and and that we're able to to really um, be good stewards of what God has given to us throughout the nations. And so we'll, of course, be in prayer about that. But, um, you know, somebody came up to me and said, I love the seminars that you all do and it's just such a a wonderful blessing to be a part of them and 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 they are they're like feasts when we have worship and you know it's it's we had no worship we didn't have a worship team so we played you know the music and we prayed and then we danced to good old Kevin Prosh God bless Lord of the dance (laughs) Um, but I mean this was this was just an onslaught of teaching and in prayer and activating and so but anyway so she came to me and she said i love this i love the saints network seminars i love them but she said it's moments like this where i'm really really fed and so um it's it's wonderful amen so i'm i am finished unless you want me to keep talking for 25 minutes
0: It was a. Uh, uh, it was funny because when Sylvie taught, she did such a good job that, it just kind of. Uh, it was exhilarating to, people, particularly to Luke, and so I had the privilege of speaking after she did, and and um, Luke came up and said, "I want to translate this session." I said, "Okay." He said, and so he's telling the people that that he was really inspired and excited after he saw his wife teaching and everybody started laughing because Luke said that and there was a table up there and I said well Luke I've never heard you say you were excited about anything I'm glad there's a table between us and uh, and all those folks started laughing and uh, you've you know Americans you know we have a sense of humor that's kinda different and it's it's it over the years you know it's kinda different in France, because a lot of jokes that I would tell or, you know, attempt to be funny would just fall flat, which that happens here a lot too. Um, but you know, it, it was nice to see that those folks found a common ground to laugh, and uh, that was that was a nice moment. And you know, it was interesting too that, uh, you know, I was scheduled for the two sessions on Sunday morning which would lead up to the conclusion of the seminar and um, you know i even gave titles for the sessions and they were there there on the outline it was a really daunting title the great and terrible day of the lord i was going to talk about uh, i was going to talk about the things that are going on in the world right now and um i i just the Lord said, "Don't submit an outline for that. I'll show you what I want to do," which is fine with me. Um, but when we got there that morning, um, you know, we, we, I said, "You know, I think we, I think we need to all just pray for 35 minutes that, for the first thing, and then hear from what what God says." Well, that was all she wrote. The Spirit of the Lord just fell, and uh, people were just all over that room, just in proscuneo praying and the time went by and uh, I noticed I was laying back toward the back of this building on the wooden floor and I kept hearing this voice praying in diversities of tongues along along with me it was a male voice and I thought who is that and I looked over and it was this young man that Monica was talking about and he was just moving in the in the things of the spirit and that was. That was a great blessing to me I mean it was just really uh, if any of you believing for God to do a breakthrough in a young person he's still able to do that and uh, we're believing for that to continue and you know there was one of the sessions that I had to teach was uh, uh, on the authority the exousia of the Lord and one of the well-known passages that we've taught about is that You know the people heard Jesus teach and they said you're using he's using the same scriptures that the Pharisees teach on but he does so with authority and there it's exousia and um, you know it really does communicate to us what it means to deliver the word with exousia and um, to to have authority in a biblical way in the New Testament doesn't just mean that you are that you're proclaiming the word and and you're seeing things happen it's it's that the throne of God has commissioned you and taught you something and but has commissioned you and in the presence of the angelic in a setting that the kingdom wants to have followed you've been given the opportunity to proclaim something from the logos and those things being in place registers the authority for the proclamation of the word and it doesn't just come because you've memorized scripture you have put together a neat sermon you have got a great outline it doesn't just come because you're born again even though that helps but it comes because you have been directed by the Father to proclaim something and to proclaim it in His timing and in alignment with what He has shown you, a revelation concerning that word. And there in the presence of the angelic, you are delivering that word with authority and you can feel when that happens. And I think that this particular gathering, as is the case with just about every one of the gatherings that God is convening around the world, it's clear that the Father and his throne has put this together, that you are partnering with him in obedience in the place he set with the angelic surrounding you. And the scripture he's given has been directed as a rhema from God, and uh, there is some meat there that only God's Spirit could have revealed and bring uh, bring to light, and that's what the people saw in Jesus, and that's what um, we're privileged to also follow Him in, <clears throat> and so that's that's happening, and it's it's really encouraging to know that and to f- and to feel that, and um, I I do have an assignment though for us. And uh, I'm just going to tell you about it um, because it's in a topic that we've studied about many times before. Um, the last time I had the privilege of speaking here was Communion Sunday a couple of weeks ago, and there we talked about the cup, uh, the cup of the Lord, and uh, the, the, the New Testament, the kainos diatheke, in his blood and we talked about what he was saying there and in regard to that we emphasize the fact that the cup represents you receiving the assignment that he gives the cup in the old testament leading into the new testament unless you're just speaking about you know getting something from which you can drink water or or liquid from um, the cup in a figurative sense represents that you have embraced an assignment <clears throat> and so the blood of jesus therein is a as a representation of something that we draw from which is what diatheke is theke is used to describe the sheath of a sword but it's something that you draw from an empowerment from for each assignment that it will be what is necessary for whatever that assignment of the cup is and that's the empowerment of the blood so we've talked about how um you know the sprinkling of the blood all the places of the sprinkling of the blood in the old and the new testament and how that is a missing element largely in christian worship but the only thing you think about in most churches when you talk about the blood is the the saving blood of Jesus and that's wonderful that's the open door but to the church there are a lot of passages uh, to the redeemed that speak about the sprinkling of the blood and that's largely um, forgotten uh, or or misunderstood and so we we know that God has resurrected that insight for us and so we We talk about the sprinkling of the blood in our lives at communion. We talk about the sprinkling of the blood upon uh, the place where we gather, uh, the altar, the opening of the doorposts and the lintels. We talk about the sprinkling of the blood upon the garments that represent what we're called to be. We speak about the sprinkling of the blood upon the the right ear, the right thumb, and the right great toe of the priest speaking about hearing prophetically from God, moving in his authority and going forth, taking that step prophetically. We speak about the sprinkling of the blood upon the instruments of worship. And that doesn't just mean the saxophone and the trombone or the timpani that Nancy plays. You know, uh, that sprinkling of the blood upon the instruments of the tabernacle that prepare the way uh, for the glory of the Lord we've talked about the sprinkling of the blood upon our lives we've talked about the sprinkling of the blood within and through us about the sprinkling of the blood in the book of hebrews is which is identified As we we don't go to an earthly mount zion but we go to the mount zion in the heavens where there's the uh, the general assembly where there is the great innumerable company of angels where there's jesus the mediator uh, where there is the sprinkling of the blood. It speaks of it there and then it talks further about the, the sprinkling of the blood in the patterns in the heavens. And it talks about the sprinkling upon the evil conscience that would help us to to think the thoughts that God wants us to think regarding his mission and not be drawn aside by other corruptive thoughts that could enter the mind because there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is destruction, and that we should uh, lean not to our own understanding, but follow him. And those are, those are um, uh, a large collection of scriptures that speak about the sprinkling, the sprinkling of the blood. And so the assignment we have is, the Lord was, was speaking to me about how he wants us to apply those to what our mission is as saints, as representatives with this apostolic message around the world. And, um, you know, primarily we need to ask, we need to begin to declare the sprinkling of the blood upon those, the saints, but particularly those that are called to be in more of a public forum that that sprinkling of the blood of Jesus would be upon their mantle, upon their clothing, that they would not forget or abandon what it is that God has called them to do. And that they would then be empowered to represent that calling in the way that God would require in this hour. And that God would cause us to hear prophetically and to move in His authority and to step forward in the way that we should go, and that that would be a supernatural thing akin to when God gave uh, the the skill and understanding to those that were constructing the articles of the uh, articles of the temple the tabernacle and uh, all the other things that needed to be made <clears throat> but particularly the instruments of service, and this is the one that really kept being impressed upon me because you know we we've got a lot of things that are, are being given as assignments for us and we we need to have functionality in the highest way to convey those messages and to convey what it is that our teaching and imparting responsibilities are And, you know, I recognize that we're trying, all trying as hard as we can. But regularly, I will go into a ministry time and I'll think, you know, something in my spirit, there's a hunger for a greater capacity, for a greater efficiency in the way we proclaim, the way we record, the way we translate the way we um, produce our materials the way we um, the way we get them moving forward I can tell you the enemy has fought us on just about every level which you would expect him to do you would expect him to come against the work the Bible says that and if the Bible says that then you should expect it and not bow down to it but rise up and overcome. So we need the sprinkling of the blood, and I mean not just ideas or promises, but just a supernatural dimension of the blood of Jesus upon the instruments, the things that we need to convey and present this message, that there would be a superlative spiritual impartation to everything we do i mean it should it should be a supernatural thing and and again everybody's trying as hard as they can people are working hard you know we we do our best with what we have but we need we need the blood of jesus upon all of our live streaming we need the blood of jesus upon all of the outreach Upon the recordings, upon the translations, upon you know we have we have materials that we don't have anybody in in France to translate now. we need the blood of Jesus on that instrument, we need that to be awakened, and it's not oh, maybe you'll find somebody, and it's not just finding any old body I mean we've had things translated before, and I don't mean to to to, to speak disdainfully of anybody. But particularly with the French people, if you don't deliver that holy language in perfect form, saying what it's supposed to say, you are gonna hear about it and not just once. And you know, it's kinda like when we would, years ago, we used to joke, and I think it's okay for me to, uh, not being politically incorrect. But you could tell when uh, when you bought something that was made in China, when you'd, read the, when you'd read the instructions, it was laughable to read it, you know? It made no sense. And you'd say, hey, you'd even say to somebody, listen to what they say here. And it was just funny to read, you know, the no ticky, no washy kind of thing. And that's not mocking the, the Chinese. That's just saying that there was a lack in the translation. And so we need God, we need the blood of Jesus. Why else, what else could it represent? If you're sprinkling the blood on the instruments, not, but what they used in ministry, what does that mean? That means that there needed to be a supernatural impartation into that that was more than the anointing, that was more than the oil, that was more than just proclaiming to it or practicing real hard. We need miracles in these ways because the fields are great, the people are hungry, and with what we currently have, it's not enough, and we need, we need expansion, miraculous expansion for the instruments of service, and that is part of what the sprinkling of the blood is for. So we need to lay claim to that and believe that the blood, as André Crouch would sing, reaches to the highest mountain, it flows to the lowest valley, it will never lose its power. We need to believe for a supernatural, if, if we're proclaiming what Jesus shed his blood for uh, throughout the world, that blood wants to help us to proclaim it. And so we need to be declaring that over, over uh, this mission that god has given to us and the same could be said for brazil i mean the hunger there is so great we're looking at different things that need to be done to within the next year within the next year this isn't a pipe dream or something i'm prophesying hoping it comes true even though that's powerful we're, we're going to need to present teaching capacities to over a hundred pastors within the next year and that's that's what we know about we don't know how many more God's gonna uh, lay and just having one book or maybe two books done in that amount of time is noble and that's breakneck speed for what we've done in the past but it's not enough so we need the miraculous power of the blood of Jesus upon this and we need the ingenuity of that to awaken possibility. So we're not just looking for good ideas and, or innovations. We need the sprinkling of the blood upon that. And, and we need people who make a commitment to honor that commitment. Those garments of the ministers need to have that sprinkling because the garments represent your devotion to the calling and your representation of it. And we need a lot of it on the, on the mind Because the mind is being attacked in so many ways. People are, uh, their evil conscience is embracing the evil that is upon the land and upon the people. And we need the blood to safeguard our minds in this increasingly dark world and to illuminate the capacities that God wants our mind to receive of the things of the Spirit we need that the patterns of the heavens you know there's so much activity in the heavens right now that is different and new God does new things we know that so I'm not implying that oh it's same old same old but there are there are according to his timetable there are things that he's unlocking and opening there are so many places that when when we're praying and God allows me to be caught up into the heavens I'm in rooms and in corridors that are totally empty, and I know what that means. It's that God has opened them, and it's our responsibility to make disciples and get them up there to take their place. You can't just rely on the angels to do it. If that was the case, he would have never had to send his son. He could have just had the angels doing it, and God knows it would have been a much quicker job, but it wouldn't have fulfilled what God was wanting because he was wanting us to partner with him so the patterns in the heavens need to have the sprinkling of the blood and i've been ministering that and i i ask you to really be sensitive to do that as well that those places would call to those that are been assigned and created by the divine uh, identity to minister there and for what god has ordained to be released in heaven as it is in earth why did jesus say it that way your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven what goes on in heaven needs to be here and that's just not everybody smiling and having plenty to eat and walking around healed those are great promises but that's the children's bread what about the children's meat we need to welcome the kingdom of God, what's going on in heaven. And that is, uh, that is there's so much in the heavens that was suspended by God's divine hand when the rebellion occurred. Because the heavens were created with us in mind. Before the foundation of the world, God knew us. Before the foundation of the world, he wrote your name on his hand. And when the rebellion came, a lot of that possibility that God was wanting to reveal with you was suspended until such a time as the saints and the the intercessors have prepared the way leading to this moment. So some of those things are being opened now, and uh, the patterns in the heavens that should be manifested here need the sprinkling of the blood that's the meaning of it so um and i do think that upon this place and the various places here in our facilities where we meet as we pray we need to be sprinkling the blood because god wants to be doing new things not just variation of old things or doing it like it was at the beginning but the new things that the foundation has been laid for, the visitations of the Spirit that have never happened and could not have happened to this point. We sprinkle the blood of Jesus in anticipation of a visitation of the Almighty God. You know, it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, the Lord gave so many words about him being in our midst in Jude 2. Him being with us in our uh, Him walking in the midst of the golden candlesticks, which are the seven churches. And, uh, in, you know, I mentioned earlier about the move of God that's happening in Iran where people are seeing Jesus in their dreams and then Him telling them to, to be open to someone who's going to talk... To them about him, you know. I don't know if you've sensed this, but the Lord has been moving tangibly, walking in the midst of our prayer times, and there's a reason that He's allowing that to be seen. There are things that He wants to do that are new in conjunction with the timetable of the Lord. we're over time. I need to pay extra. Please deposit another five cents for the next two minutes. Remember that when we used to have to pay on the payphone. Boy, that's an old day, isn't it? You missed those days. Those were fun days. <laughs> Would you expect a collect call from Rick Duchon? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for... Um, the wonderful things that we've been able to tell about what you're doing we rejoice in that testimony and we do commit ourselves to applying the sprinkling of the blood your blood in conjunction with the cup you've released to us we want your empowerment in the way that you've ordained for the work that you've called us to do we will give our best and we lay claim to your supernatural superiority in, uh, in, in every measure of the creativity and the supernatural impartation of, of your power. And um, we need that through your blood. So we're going to apply that every day and we're believing for the manifestation of your blood and its power on behalf of the mission you've given so lord i bless the the saints of europe and we thank you for what seed you've planted there and we 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 thank you for the privilege of being able to partner with you throughout the world Um, thanks for this night and bless every person who's hearing this word and we ask all of these things in jesus name amen Amen. Well, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for tuning in. And God bless all of you. Good night.